We are stoned and that's okay. So why don't you just stay? Sit back and listen. You don't know what you're missing. It's talking stone while getting sports. Welcome, fellow humans. You're listening to Talking Stone while getting sports, episode 34, with your host Morgan and Oz. How is it going, buddy? Uh, I'm so sorry, but uh, last week was episode 34, so uh, you're fired. Oh, shit. I just literally checked. I saw 34. I said 34, but it's 35. Because numbers. Because numbers. Um, but because of people, how is the other person I'm talking to doing? Well... <laughs> Uh, I'm doing pretty dang good. Um, weather's been nice. We were in the garden today. I uh, got a couple days off, so I've been relaxing and, uh, yeah, been doing good. Yeah, the weather's also been, uh, quite peachy over here in this Saskatchewan land. Um, and because of such, we've been, my mom slash and stepdad, Smoked a buttload of meat, more more or less a pig load of meat, <laughs> um, <laughs> and now I feel like I'm about half pig now. So that makes sense. Um, I always kind of figured you as uh, half a pig. Um. So uh, yeah, it was pork butt. It was pork sausage. It was pork burnt ends. All smoked with hickory maple wood. Oh, beautiful. With potatoes cooked on the barbecue with peppers and onions and 18 pounds of butter. And oh, it's still coming out of me, but on a different note. Well, that was something to say. <laughs> that was, and I said it, didn't I? You went there. I went there. But no, weather's been great. Um, <laughs> weather's been great. No, I really don't have much uh, more news to report in a week. Here, I'm going to go from working nights, which I've done for over two years, to working at six in the morning. So I'll be oh, fine. Shit. But that means full time hours. So, not right. fair enough. But do you want to get the I mean, we already got the really boring stuff, and that's talk about ourselves. Do you want to get the next boring stuff and talk about the plugs? We should probably do that, yeah. Awesome. Um, Well, you can reach me at CaptionMorgan2, and that would be on Twitter. Don't just type it into your computer or phone or whatever and expect it. Just yell CaptionMorgan2 into the wind. We'll know. (laughs) I'll hear you. I'll comply. Um, Also, rate, review, comment, tell a friend, all that stuff about the podcast. Um, Been a lot of fun. I don't want to stop. And I don't see that happening. So I think. Oh, and also Twitter again at Podstone. And I believe Austin has a couple uh, pluggy plugs. You know, you can reach me at at Fitzgerald, obviously Podstone, that's the main Twitter channel, and then TSWGS Pod on Instagram, that's Talking Stone While Getting Sports Pod on Instagram. We posted a couple photos, and actually this week, uh, now, I don't know if we should tell them, or if we should just tell them that there's a video there and they should watch it. Um... I'm going to say a little bit. There's a video there that you should watch, and we've mentioned a couple things. And, yeah, it's a mystery. Let's say that. Ooh. Right? Um, yeah, go check it out. Um, I'm just tr- We're just trying to get any type of content out there for anyone who wants to see it. So... That same video, shorter version, the full version, like Austin said, is on the Instagram, TSWS, G, I don't know, Talking Stone While Getting Sports. 
Um, but it's shorter version because I wasn't able to upload full version is also on my Twitter at Caption Morgan 2. So, yeah, check it out. It's fun. I might keep doing it if I get a few views. So, I yeah, on that note, I don't have any other podcast news to do. I don't know if Austin does. Um, uh, I will say that uh, for those lower, loyal listeners that may have noticed, we... Uh, didn't have a sponsor last week, and um, mostly uh, there was there was an issue with legal uh, with our last sponsorship. Uh, fences, it's a very hot debate over which fences should be allowed, and if a border is a fence, and we all know how people think about border walls and fences, so last week we didn't do a, pot, uh, a, a sponsorship. However, this week we will have a sponsorship, so stay tuned for that. Awesome. Most people don't say stay tuned for the ads, but hey, we're trying to be professional here. We have good ads, and we want to let people know that we advertise good products. Right, and don't skip a beat. Don't press that 10-second button. But on that note, don't you dare. I see you touching it. I I see you. Oh, oh, get away. Stop. Heal. Hey, hey, don't, don't you, don't you dare. Okay, what I do dare is about talking sports, though. Let's do it. All right. So, I came across this clearly since that's why we're talking about it. It didn't just fall into my lap. But we're talking about basketball, and we're talking about the Raptors, and we're talking about fines, and... (laughs) I chuckled because I'm not sure if Austin did, but I did watch the little clip of what happened. And Nick Nurse, actually, after the game, when uh, he's head coach for Toronto Raptors, he took off his mask after they lost to, I believe it was the Utah Jazz, 115 to 112. He took off his mask, threw it behind the scores table. A few choice words to the referees and walked off. Just a few? Of course. And uh, he got fined for $50,000. The little interview that I watched was also quite entertaining because. I don't think he really is all that concerned about 50000 And if anyone out there has seen the interview, probably know what I'm talking about. So all he says is he smirks and he's like, I hope that money goes somewhere good, is basically what he said. So, um, yeah, he broke some COVID protocols. Um, this is the consequences. I'm sorry, some people are running water up there. But anyways, these are the consequences. And hey, if 50 grand goes towards some type of charity or helping with COVID funds or... Yeah, I'm not upset about that. That's not a terrible thing. But, however, (laughs) you shouldn't be throwing your mask behind anywhere. No, that's true. Um, his one, his excuse was, is really hard to communicate while wearing a mask, but apparently hasn't with like all the, you know, the pipe and fan noise and music playing and all that stuff going on. Apparently with a mask, it's hard to communicate, which I get. So apparently he's saying he has to do a better job of that. So... We'll see what happens. I just thought this is kind of entertaining. And I also want to get what your thought was on this whole Nick Nurse game buying 50 grand. Yeah, I mean, uh, like you said, it's can't be happening. You know, it's uh, especially with what's going on now, but especially watching any sports, really. It's 
any almost any time the camera pans to a coach, they have to like quickly lift up their mask. Like it's, I don't know, it's either wear it or don't. So, and the fact that they threw it, you know, you got to find the guy, make an example, right? Yeah, there's there's a difference between like I see NHL coaches pull it down every so often to yell at the refs or their own players or whatever. Yeah, and then they pull it back up. Uh-huh. That's not 100% proper. Not probably not. <laughs> However, it's not the same as throwing your germ-filled mask towards other people. Right. Um, that's another aspect of it. It's not just now he's maskless. He threw those germs across the court. So I also can't really be doing that either. So it's true. If you kept, if you just kept it on, pull it down a little bit, yell, pull it back up. I don't know if he actually would have got fined for that. I, I wouldn't have been surprised if he didn't. So. Um, if you guys haven't seen the video and the interview, I highly suggest go watch it. It did make me chuckle. But on that note, unless Lawson, like I say all the time, stops me, we might as well move on to our stoned fact or fiction segment. I love it. Beautiful. It is time for the stone fact. Or fiction. I don't yeah. know where that came from. <laughs> but I roll with it. And no one's telling me otherwise. So fuck them. On that <laughs> note, um, Austin, your theme is goalies this week. NHL goalies. Um, I will get right to it. And I'll just go first. Um, no pressure, but I'm hoping you get this one so you get a nice little buzz on. I said that last week. We saw how that went. So <laughs> the goalie with the most penalty minutes is Ron Hextall. I will tell you how many. Actually, I will tell you the penalty minutes now. 569 penalty minutes for a goalie. In a season or a career? In career. And while you think, I'm also going to tell you just a little bit of a tidbit. 17 of the top 20, 20 goalies are Canadian goalies. That doesn't surprise me. Um... And the other three are American. Just throwing that out there. But. That also doesn't surprise me. I'm going to go true on this one. I'm going to go fact. Well, I hope you got a lighter ready because it is true. Like I said, 569 penalty minutes. Dang. I think that's absolutely insane. Um, I mean, it's not surprising from Ron Hextall. No, that's what I mean. I was really confident that you're going to – Get it right on this one. Um, hit me with your best question. Okay, so I'll ask you and then I'll take a hoot. So your questions this week are Saskatchewan Rough Riders related. Oh, no pressure. I'm wearing Saskatchewan Rough Rider pajama pants. Well, you know, you always say you're such a big fan, so I think it's about time that we uh, question that. Well, now I'm probably going to mess it all up. But thanks, Pro- buddy. Probably. So, the, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders have had a decent amount of pretty good running backs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we're going all-time rushing yards in a season. George Reed? No, 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 no. That's not what I'm asking you. Because, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> obviously... However, I just had to take a lucky guess there. However, <laughs> how many of the top 10 seasons belong to George Reed? Oh, how many of the top 10? Yeah. 
Um, well, while you take your hoot, that will give me some time to think on this. Exactly. Oh. Well, George Greenwood for time, so it makes it a little bit more challenging, but I like a challenge. Um, I'll give you a hint. It's All right. More than at least half. At least half. All right. All right. Um, hmm. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I guess <laughs> Um, I'm probably going to have to go with Love in the seven. Dead Air. Oh, what? I'm, I'm sorry about the little bit of dead air, but I'm going to go with seven. Seven, your final answer? Yeah. <laughs> you don't you sound confident about it. <laughs> I I don't know is before my time and I honestly can say I don't know the real number and I'm gonna to have to go with seven on this. Here, I'm gonna give you an out. If you want, you can choose a different number. You don't have to. It's up to you. No, I'm sticking with my same answer. You're sticking with seven? Yeah. Okay. Well, Morgan? Mm-hmm. You're incorrect. It was six. Oh, I kind of figured since you gave me that out, but I was... I was trying to mess with you a little bit because maybe I was, like, trying to throw you off. Yeah, but this one, for you, gets a little bit tricky. Still with the goalie theme. It is true that the fastest hat trick was scored in 21 seconds. So I'm just looking for basically simply true or false. It is true that the fastest hat trick was scored in 21 seconds. Yes. You say that's true? I I think so. I think it... Hockey's been around for a while, and crazy things happen in small amounts of time. Um, and sometimes teams were so much, but yeah, I'm going yes. Beautiful. Well, that's going to give me time to read this little tidbit while you take that hoot there, buddy. Because in 1952, Rangers versus Blackhawk, Billy Mosesinko scored three goals. Um, against a 20-year-old third-string goalie, Lauren Adamson. Um, but with all those those three goals in 21 seconds, Chicago only won 7-6. So, oh, wow. Uh, the Rangers, they can't, made, made a comeback. So, yeah. Well, Hope you got an easy question or one I'll get right because I really want to spark up this poll. All right. Okay. This one's a little bit easier, and then the last one's going to be a little tricky. All right. All right. Okay. So, Ron Lancaster has the most passing yards in his in uh, a career for the riders like that's the most of any quarterback mm-hmm. by a very large margin almost 20,000 yards yes however he does not have the record for most passing yards in a season hmm who does now oh. The hint, I'm, I'll give you at least one hint now. Okay. He has three of the top five most passing yards in a season. Now, is that with just the Riders or with separate teams? I believe just with the Riders. All right. Oh. 
Not Ron Lancaster, like you already said. Yeah, it's not Rand- Ron Lancaster. You can ask two other quarterbacks that I'll say yes or no to. Okay, well, there's only... Hmm, there's only a few quarterbacks I can think of that might have had a chance. Um, I don't know if uh, Henry Burst played long enough for... I'm going to use one of my asks on Henry Burris. Henry Burris is in the top five, but he is not number one. Okay. And this is three out of the top five, you said, correct? Yep. Yep. <clears throat> three of the top five. It's not Henry Burris. Do I get any other hints or is that it? You get one more player, yes or no. And then you got a guess. One more player, yes or no, and then I got a guess. Yeah. Uh, well, my one other player that's coming to my mind, and is it Darian Durant? It is not. Yeah, I didn't think so. Darn, that doesn't. Uh, it doesn't help me at all with this pressure. It's uh, it's a little before our time. Yeah, and with this pressure, it's starting to uh, <laughs> get to my brain a little bit here. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Um, I don't know if I have another guess, to be honest. You don't have any guesses? No, I think I'm drawing a complete complete blank all right you're gonna you're gonna be upset when i tell you i know i know i am yeah just go ahead tell me i really hope i get the really hard question can't ask him oh of course it would be him yeah why didn't i think of him i I knew I, i knew i was thinking of a quarterback and it just took my tongue, but hey, I didn't get it, so I'm going to move on. All right, this is, again, another true or false. Most saves by a goalie in a shutout is 65. True or false? So, is the most saves by a goalie in a shutout 65? Yes or no? Fact or fiction? Ooh. Huh. Okay. I'll give you one hint if you want without or with. I'll take the hint. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if this is going to happen or help you or not, but... The year and the date was January 29th, 2014. So, goalie may or may not have faced 65 shots that year for a shutout. The shutout happened. The question is, was it 65 shots? Yes. No. 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 Well, you're a game more stone than I am, buddy, because you are correct. It was Ben Skirvins. Like ben I Skirvins, said, 57. What's that? 57 was Skirvins, right? 59. Okay. And that was in 2014, January 29th. I believe it was with the Oilers at that time. Yes, it was. Yeah, I sorry. I was just trying to – I knew it wasn't over 60. Yeah, and yeah, like I said, you get to uh, take another hoop, but you might as well throw that question this way, and hopefully I got my letter in my hand. Okay. I'll put it down for good luck. So I changed the question. 
Ooh. We got an audible. Exactly. So, there are three players that have won two Grey Cups. There are five players that have won two Grey Cups with the Riders. If you can name two of them, you get a hoot. There's five players that won two Grey Cups with the Riders? Yep. Well, those two years would have been 2007-2013. Yeah. Um, one of those players would have been... Um, um, well, I'm going to go with... I don't know if he was here in the 2013 Grey Cup or not, but I'm going to go with John Chick. Bing, bing, bing. You got one. And the other one that's won two great cups would have been Rob Bag. I believe he was on the practice squad, but I don't know if you're talking about practice squads. Are you talking about actual starters? It, it appears this list is starters. Okay. So I'm going to um, give you that one back. So if it was actual starter, um, oh, I can't. I think that. Oh, what? Um, Brandon Labatt was he in there in two thousand seven? Oh, no, was... he was not. I'll give you a hint. Okay, one hint for the. Other players, I guess. Uh, one of them has a brother in the NHL. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, well, that brother is Ryan Gitzlaff. His brother plays for the Riders is Chris Gitzlaff. You got it right, um, buddy. And now that I got right... I didn't want to say just in case it was wrong. Was Weston Dressler another one? No. No? Okay. I'm glad I didn't say that. Beautiful. Well, I'm going to uh, take that tote here in a little bit, but that's all we got for the uh, stoned fact or fiction. Um... And yeah, I got, we might as well move right along to some CFL. I guess, actually, sorry, first I'm jumping ahead. We got some NFL news. Oh. I have my paper turned the wrong way, so let's just uh, uh, fix that right here. There we go. Now we got the NFL in front of me. That's how you know we're a high tech operation. We operate with paper. We still mess it up. But anyways, so the New England Patriots don't like to lose. At least not since they had a quarterback named Tom Brady. True. However, Tom Brady hasn't been playing with the Patriots for a season now. And they didn't do very well. Also true. So, Bill Check and the owners of the Patriots are basically been like, we got to actually spend money for once and go for break here, basically, and try and buy every free agent in a market that very few teams actually have any cap space, so they're actually able to do it, and that's what they're doing. So I just thought it'd be very interesting to talk about it because they've already spent, according to the article I read, they've already spent a hundred and sixty-two million dollars in guaranteed money. 
Dang. It could go up as high as $172 million, which, a little side fact, that is the same amount that the owner, Robert Kraft, bought the entire team in 94. Fuck. (laughs) So, that just shows how they just are so used to winning now and guessing that they just can't just take one season of not doing well and help Tom Brady there. They, the rest of the players and the rest of the team got exposed, all their holes and stuff. Now they're trying to fill those holes. And there's only really, I'm not sure the other two teams, but the article said there's only a total of three teams that really have any type of cap space. It also said the Patriots had $69 million cap space, so I don't know how that works with like the guaranteed money and all that deal. Right. But um, I'm guessing that's just like contract cap space. Um, but yeah, what what do you have to say with the little bit of NFL news that we got before I talk about CFL here. Hell uh, yeah. Um, I uh, guess you didn't really uh, hear me there because I asked you um, if you have anything to add to the NFL news before I move on to... I'm sorry, I got really baked while we were doing... <laughs> I, if you don't remember, I got a lot of questions, right? Well, don't do so well. I'm still doing good. Well, but... <laughs> uh, no, sorry, I don't have anything to add. That's my bad. Perfect. Well, on that note, before we move on to the CFL news, I think this is a perfect time for us to stop and take a commercial break. What do you say there, buddy? Well, I think you're right. Awesome. I think you're right. Okay, so last week, like we addressed, we didn't have a sponsor. Well, it's different now. Times have changed. We've had some pretty classic sponsors. Boots. Fences. And, uh, you know, that's a pretty good list, but uh, we're stepping it up this week. We got a car sponsorship. Cars. When you want to drive. And you got some money. Cars. Gas. Goes in them. And then you move with the pedals and a key. And they're great. And you should get one. I don't care where from. Just get a car. You could even get... There's multiple multiple different types of cars. There's toy cars. There's cars you can make yourself. There's so many cars. There's model, yeah, model cars. There's drag cars. There's fucking, if you want to count them, there's monster trucks. There's all kinds of stuff. You can just go around, crouch a little bit, and pretend you're your own car and just put around. Yeah, just say vroom vroom, and then you're basically a car. Just do not, under any circumstances, put a gas nozzle into your asshole. <laughs> On that note, cars. Cars. This week, all right. Why don't you drive? Vroom vroom. All right, back to the regular schedule programming. All right, that went beautiful. Um, we got some uh, CFL to talk about now. Um, as soon as I find my high tech paper, there we go. All right. I I know we mentioned this last week. And, but it's still kind of news, at least somewhat. But what I'm talking about, CFL, like we've mentioned, is talking with, with the XFL. And the reason why I want to bring this up again 
is because during this particular discussion, there was a tweet that went out saying um, basically that there won't be a 2021-2022 season like a CFL season. I just want to say if anyone's seen that tweet, first of all, it came from a group called the UFPA, which is the United Football Players Association. Not a very credible group. And it's basically not true. For one, one key thing to see in there, the people that don't technically have a 2021-2022 season, they have a 21 season right. and a 22 season. It's not like the NHL where it wraps between two calendar years. <laughs> it's just not how it works. <laughs> so if he's right when you see that, that should throw up some red flags right then and there. Right. Um. So it's just some group trying to stir up some controversy or whatever some news yep. towards themselves and I guess the CFLPA just shut it down real quick and said it's not true and we're moving on. What we're moving on to is this is slowly sneaking up to us but before we know it we're going to be talking CFL Combine and no I'm not talking about they're hiring a bunch of farmers who bring out their combines and go to harvest. That's not what happens. This isn't the what CFL happened. John Deere combine? Nope. We're in Massey Ferguson because that's better than John Deere. Well. Just... Anyway, if you don't like that statement, get at me. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet that caption Morgan too. Yeah, bring it on. But anyways, what's going on, the little bit that we do know is, A, it is going to be virtual. That includes the interviews. That includes the testing. So players are going to have to get creative on how to probably go to their local gym or the gym down in their basement or something. Yeah. Do testing that way. Um, the interviews, all that's going to be virtual, that's all great. Um, but they are also doing the CFL global draft, which means each player, I believe, they actually bumped up two players they get to pick from global teams, like Germany, France, um, Spain. Um, Interesting. Yeah, that was a thing in 2019. Each player picked one player, or each team, sorry, picked one player. I've heard on some podcasts that they think it's not happening anymore. That's not the case. It is a thing. Um, yeah, so that's something to look forward to, and that is happening on April 18th, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. And the actual CFL draft will be happening in May. We don't know the date yet. And the date for that will be decided sometime early April. And that's where we set. Um, before we move on to Austin's favorite sport, I'm just going to see if Austin has any football stuff he wants to throw out there. Uh, just that I'm excited for CFL to come back, and I'm very hopeful that it'll come back sooner rather than later. Yeah, I'm one of those people. I mean, we we only have two months before um, the CFL's scheduled to start, so it might be a little bit delayed. We'll see as far as it goes to this XFL. I hear lots of merger talking or rumors being thrown out there. That's not going to happen. There would be have too much stuff would have to change. Like, for example, 
training camps and stuff like that would have to happen in January in Canada. <laughs> right. I like watching a Grey Cup game in November is shitty enough. I don't want to be watching CFL games right. in February <laughs> or in January <laughs> for them to line up with the XFL season. Yeah. So, well, that no, I'm ready to take my hoop. But before I do that, we got hockey, and <laughs> I did not expect to come across this particular um, tied NHL record. This happened, I believe last night or a couple nights ago, a Rangers player, um, I'm going to let Austin take away here because hopefully he can help me out with his name, but this player that played for the Rangers tied an NHL record, and I'm going to take Hoot and Austin, take it away. Yeah, so Mika's a bin and Jad. Uh, he <laughs> six points in one period, hat trick and three assists. One period, Rangers in total scored seven goals in the second period against the Flyers to win nine nothing. Zabinajad scored a natural hat trick, which is bananas as it is, and he had six f- freaking fucking points. In the second period, so it's uh, ties the NHL record, which is wild. Um, just really freaking neat. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm not sure who he tied. Um, no, I didn't really recognize. Oh, I saw it. All right, go <clears throat> on. Yeah, he ties Brian Trottier, who was a very good player uh, for the Islanders. Um, he did it actually against the Rangers in 78, 1978. That's kind of funny that now the Rangers have a player that tied it, so it was kind of, was round, round, I guess. Exactly. So that's, yeah, it's really cool for him. I'm just really surprised that they only won 9 nothing. Because like you said, they scored... Seven goals in one period, and that was in the second period. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little bonkers. And on top of all that, I'm also not sure if you knew, they had shit ton of coaches out due to COVID protocol. Yeah, yeah, they their did. GM was down on the bench. Yeah, the guys up from the AHL, they had like what a win for those guys, eh? Right. Apparently, I don't know, Rangers, they're doing something right. <laughs> um, <sighs> Buffalo Sabres. Um, yeah, they are kind of funny. Yeah, apparently they're an NHL team. But right now, I think they struggle being uh, beating an AHL team or a College, like, <clears throat> sorry. Um, and because of that, they're fired their coach. It sounds like they're going to be huge sellers in the trade deadline coming up. And prior to that, they already traded one of their goalies away, Jonas Johansson, I believe. Hopefully, I said that right. Got traded to Colorado for a six-round draft pick that gives Colorado some depth. That goalie, I believe, they've had some injury problems and whatnot in the goalie department. What can you tell me about just Buffalo in general and just enlighten me? Well, Buffalo is garbage. Um, <laughs> Buffalo is so garbage, in fact, that. Guess that get this. Their last place. Every other team in the league has at least twenty-four points. They have sixteen. Mm-hmm. They're just they're 
they don't have good players. Or they do have they have good players, but they don't like they're just not clicking or something. Their leading scorer, they're actually there's a tie for their leading scorer. Two players, Victor Olofsson and Sam Reinhardt, each have nineteen points. But and that's not good when you have players like don't they have like Taylor Hall and Jack Eichel and Oh yeah, you wanna see you know you wanna know Taylor Hall's stats? You know I love stats. He has 16 points in 29 games. And he's a minus 18. And that's not something we be that proud of. Jack Um, Eichel has 18 points, although that is in 21 games because he has missed a few. But he's still... What? Oh, I was just going to say for a player like Taylor Hall, someone who got drafted overall. Yeah. I mean, Jack Eichel was second. But, like, they're, it's just... And then their goalies, like, Carter Hutton, his goals against average is above three. So it was uh, that Johansson guy, his goals against, he hasn't won a game. Carter Hutton's won one. Yeah. And I believe his goals against this Johansson guy is, like, three point something. 379. Yeah. So, so uh, <laughs> I just – I don't know what to do. I don't know what they should do other than just sell, 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 sell Taylor Hall, sell Eichel, get as much draft picks as you can and hope that you can get some better players. Yeah, and uh, – yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, their head coach – before he was a head coach for the Sabres, I believe he was the president for it. MLS team, like, like I don't know how they're finding these people, right? So, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about Buffalo. I do have one thing I do want to say before we move on to the rumors side of things. One, um, there's kind of a little bit of breaking news. Um, about an hour before or a couple hours before we recorded. And that fact is that Edmonton Oilers and Montreal Canadiens game was actually postponed due to COVID. Right. And what um, is set to record, but I don't know the outcome yet. So no spoilers. Uh, which but, you're the Flames game? Yes, okay. is what I'm going to. But I'm getting a little selfish because I wasn't actually going to watch, be able to watch that game because it's supposed to be on TSM 5, but there's a blackout right now. But because of the Oilers game, that's um, canceled on Sportsnet West. Rude. <laughs> they're not showing that game. So they're not showing the Calgary game. So a little selfish. But now, hey, I get to watch some hockey and – They'll play that game at some point again. Yeah. So, yeah. As far as I'm sitting at right now, I haven't watched the third period yet. Ottawa's up one nothing over the Flames. That's as much as I know. But with that being said, speaking of the Flames, we like rumors. Or at least I do. We're kind of like little high school. Kids. Yeah. And they're just throwing rumors out and we're just gobbling them up like yeah. I'm gaining weight with all these rumors that are coming in. Yep. And there's some that I don't believe and there's some that I can possibly see happening. Um, A name talking about Buffalo a name that's been thrown out there a lot as well for the trade deadline is Eric Stahl. Because I believe he plays for Buffalo. You can correct me if I'm wrong. But I've heard that he might get traded to Carolina. Um, Buffalo was asking apparently for a second round draft pick. 
it doesn't seem like it's that will happen. Do you see any potential in this type of rumor with Eric Stahl and Buffalo? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not shocked that there's rumors that he's possibly going to be out of there. Um, I don't think anybody's going to give a second round pick for an Eric Stahl. Uh, no. And that's nothing against him, but his best years are definitely behind him. He's not bad, but he's not. I don't think he's like that thing that you need to get you over the top. Like he's a third or fourth and maybe, maybe a prospect, but like not an A1 prospect. Yeah, he's, he's, he'll help your team, but I don't think he's a difference maker. Exactly. He, I, he's maybe, he goes on like the second penalty kill and get, take some like minutes, you know, it's uh, some face offs, but like he's not going to get a ton. Yeah, um, this will give me a little bit of time to have this little hoop that I have packed here. But while well, I was coming, scrolling through this rumors page, I saw the Canucks are saying they aren't going to be sellers at this trade deadline. Do you have any? I don't know, you don't have insight, but as much as a fan can. Do you have any thought or what the Canucks might be doing in this trade deadline? Uh, I don't think that this is a team. Well, I mean, if we can sell some of the older guys that are higher salary, that'd be great. Because um, I think there's a good young core to build around, but there's too many old bad contracts. Um, so if we could get some rid of some of those, that'd be great. If a playoff team wants like a Jay Beagle, guy who has playoff experience, he won a cup in Washington. Um, you know, it's a possibility. Um, they aren't sellers, but not yet. I don't know. I think if, if they keep getting not like they've been playing pretty good as of late, but if they are not doing very good by the trade deadline, I could see some players getting shipped out. Yeah. Almost sounds very similar to, one of the other topics I was going to talk about, and this isn't, I didn't just pick these because we're Flames and Canucks fans. This is what happens beyond the internet. Yep. People want to talk about the Flames because it's a great hockey team. I don't blame well. But there's four years, guys. Four years since he's been drafted by the Flames. People have been saying he's going to get traded by the Flames to the Flyers. I get it. He's from Philadelphia. I understand. <laughs> but there's so many players that play for teams that aren't from that city. It, it's true. They play against their hometown all the time. Monaghan plays against Toronto all the time. Jared Daniels from Ontario. He plays against Toronto all the time. Oh, yeah. Like, Johnny Kudrow is not going to get traded. He's just not. He's at the very, the only way I can see Calgary Flames losing Johnny Kudrow is if it's getting close to the time where they have to re-sign him, which is in 2022, then maybe if Johnny Goodrow is asking for too much money, then he gets traded just so then um, Calgary doesn't get have to give Johnny away for nothing. But the rumor out there is maybe... He might go to Philadelphia Flyers <laughs> um, for Travis. Hopefully, you can help me connect me. Name. Connect me. Um, to be honest, like they're saying, Johnny second round for Travis and a fifth round swap. Um, definitely this year, I don't see any trades between Canadian and American teams really happening. 
unless if you're completely out of the playoffs and you're just trying to build because of the quarantine, um, only probably having three weeks left by the team, by the time you get to play with your team. Um, But anyways, what can you tell? I honestly don't know much about this Travis guy. Can you, maybe, maybe you can convince me that this would be a good trade. Um, so Travis Konechny is a very good player. Um, I think he could definitely benefit the Flames significantly. Uh, obviously, Goudreau can, but I think the Flames need guys that can be the playoff guys. Mm-hmm. And I think Konechny can be that for the Flames. Um, I don't know. I just think... I think that would be a good term for the Flames. And I think the Flyers could make good use of Goudreau for sure. Yeah, and... I don't know. I kind of worry, as a Flames fan, that Johnny Goudreau might not really sit in Daryl Sutter's vision, but we kind of talked about this last night, and... I really don't see the Flames doing much until Daryl Sutter's there for three years. If he doesn't win the Cup in three years, then you'll probably see people like Johnny go. You'll see people like John Monaghan go um, back when, you know, there'll be a complete shakedown. Yeah. If, um, but talk about teams that really like to shake things up. Do you just let's just take a couple minutes quick and just talk about do we think Toronto staying in the northern division will be buyers and sellers or I guess really buyers one name to help with their defense that I've heard tossed around is Matisse Ekholm. Yeah, Matthias Ekholm, um, he, he's a solid guy for sure. Very, It plays well defensively, can definitely join in on the rush. Uh, I think he would definitely improve Toronto's defense. However, I don't know what they have to give up to get him, and I think the ask is pretty high. Yeah, it also sounds like Toronto really doesn't have much cap room. They do not play around with. So... They'd have to send back some significant cap, and that means a good player. So I don't think I don't don't know if it happens. We'll see. And again, you're looking at um, the quarantine period. Like, is it really worth it for a rental player? Like, I'm not sure if his contract status. If he's ready for the playoffs, I think it is. Like, if he's like playing before but then like in gear and ready to go I think it's worth it I guess Toronto's a little different situation because unless they royally fuck up they're probably going to make the playoffs yeah so they just need a player that's ready to go by the playoffs hopefully maybe a week or two prior to that just you know get a little bit of the rest off yeah so, I mean, there's a reason why people like Matthews and Marner and stuff are getting lots of points and goals because they wouldn't, they could use a little bit of better help on their defense. So, and I've also, their goalie situation is another thing to keep an eye on as well. Yeah. And, I know you've mentioned that to me before in the past as well, but I I really don't have any other hockey news. I'm not sure if you do. I apologize, folks. This is slightly a longer episode. Ah, the last few have been pretty long. I think we might just have an hour podcast. Yeah, I think that might just be, be the thing. <laughs> I think, I think now, we so. were fighting it, but I think that's just what's happening. Yep, yeah, and us if anyone else complains, 
I, we just like talking sports. We get stoned. We ramble on. True. Speaking of which, I'm going to do my stoned statement and do it real quick. We got basketball. Keep your shit together, nurse. Football. Who knows what's going on? And hockey. We're so close to the trade deadline and playoffs. Everyone out there, stay stoned.